so I played in the AAU two live periods as an unsigned senior, and then they offered me when we when we the Adidas tournament was in it was in Omaha actually. I see, yeah, I, I seen you play, bro. Yeah, yeah, I seen you play. They offered me then, and then I stayed in contact obviously for like the next live period, and then Coach Mack and uh, Coach Kellogg came down to Texas where we played last weekend. Mm. They watched me play. And then I was on my official on Monday and Tuesday. And then Tuesday, I decided. All right, welcome to Let It Fly show. I am Michael Severe, my partner in crime, who always coughs during the open, Josh Jones, <laughs> <laughs> Central. That was Creighton, random. Of course. That was random. No, one time you were like, you were checking your thing, and it was like. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is he over there fighting with that thing? Yeah, uh, I, I'm one of those guys where my uh, my cues, I don't really pay attention to them, man. If you got an itch, you just got to scratch it. You got to go like, <laughs> okay, and now you yeah. go. Uh, anyway, go It ahead, is the Let It Fly show, of course. <laughs> Want to tell you all about the Letterfly Sports Bar. It'll be opening on June 16th in the Capital District. Great crazy. specials. It's going to be outstanding. It's going to be crazy because you have the National Championship Tournament for Baseball happening. Yep. Obviously, you have the Let It Fly Sports Bar opening up. You're going to have, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people coming in for the baseball game. Random people. Yes, from that's, all over. That's what's even more You cool. might have Mississippi State's fans coming right. from Stark Vegas. You may be having Vanderbilt fans coming from Nashville. You never know. They right. come from Michigan fans coming yeah. from Ann Arbor. You never know. And uh, we'll be opening our doors on that day. It's going to be a blast. Of course, the podcast studio is in there. Yep. We'll be doing podcasts from there. They get the giant screens, great views, good, great food. It's yeah. going to be outstanding. Yeah, I'm still pumped for those. Uh, what does chef call the appetizers? It's the uh, it's a steak bite, steak bites with the whiskey shot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The brisket. Some, it was the brisket. brisket. I yeah. need that. Yeah, it was, so yeah, normally yeah. the shot when yeah. you eat that is yeah. like a pickle back. They call uh, it a yeah. pickle back. They're doing whiskey backs. Oh okay. Yeah, you'll be on your back. You gonna mess around? Um, and remind you, go to the website letitflysportsbar.com. Letitflysportsbar.com, and you'll see the specials that'll be up there. They're gonna have for one hundred dollars, you'll get one hundred twenty-five dollars in gift certificates. So yep. you'll get twenty-five dollars extra for your hundred dollars. So it'll be awesome as well. Just keep checking that out and. Uh, as always, salute to Omaha Steaks, which has been around since 1917, taking care of business in Omaha and around town. And a lot of that meat that you get there at the Let It Fly Sports Bar will be provided, of course, by Omaha Steaks. Omaha Where Steaks. else will we go to get our meat? Other than we're in Omaha. Oh, man. Wouldn't we go to Omaha Steaks? Yeah, right. You would figure, hey, I'll tell you what, man. Yeah. I am a steak connoisseur. Oh, you are? Just because I eat it a lot. <laughs> Not because I know anything Not because you know anything about it? Yeah. How so. Do you, so when you when you order it, go ahead. All right. I, you're I, at the I table. Got, I, I got I, I'm the waiter. I'll walk up and I'll say, um, okay, how would you like your steak, Josh Jones? And you answer. When I was high school. Like right now, today, tomorrow, this day. Medium today. Medium what? Medium? Medium, period. Oh, we ain't rolling together. Now, look. Cause it, now, 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 that's look. way now, overdone. Now, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I say younger, not by age. It was well like, done. Before I start going to these Creighton bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, was yeah. Well, they oh, was well done for sure. Yeah. We, uh, I remember yeah. the first time my wife and I went and got steaks together, and we both said rare. We were like, oh, okay. Rare. Neither one of us eat asparagus. We both like our steaks rare. Oh, my that's God. That's how we knew. Uh, <laughs> lot, lots going on, of course. A lot of portal stuff's been happening, both basketball and football. NBA yeah. playoffs going on. All that stuff going oh, on. Oh, man. Playoffs is lit. Let me, let me tell you, before we get to the NBA, we'll do that. Uh, after we do our interviews, our guest, by the way, two new players oh, yep. joining the Blue Jays, and they're both walking in Memphis. Yeah, if you reference the song, both coming from Memphis, one coming from Memphis High School, another one coming from the University of Memphis. We'll talk to both of them via the stream yard thing. Yeah, it's not zooming. We're not <laughs> right. teaming. We're stream yarding. They, they, they tapping in. Yeah, we'll get a hold of them. We'll, we'll chat to both those guys, yeah, including so. Jonathan Lawson, who. 
with the way things are working out with Creighton and who might be coming back, he might be playing a lot. A lot. I mean, you never I know. know. Right. He was expecting maybe to come in and play a little. It could be a lot. Right. Um, tr- uh, stuff hitting the portal. But since last time we talked, A.J. Allen, yeah. one of the running backs for Nebraska, you know, four running backs for Nebraska, he decided into the portal, waited to the last day. Crazy. So I'm assuming that it was a tough decision for him to wait to the last day. This is disappointing to me only because I think he had so much potential. Yeah. And I wanted to be able to go every Saturday and watch that potential develop. Yeah, for sure. Or Friday when they yeah, play Illinois. Yeah, but that's Illinois. selfish, man. Because these kids I know, are, I know uh, it's selfish. I'm, I'm like, selfish. Remember, we were talking about the quarterback spot. Yeah. And, but, there's, uh, but there's more than one running back that plays. Yeah, that's true. But the thing is, I think uh, optimistically for the program in general, yeah. it's good. Because that means that they're, they're investing more in a specific talent and they're going to ride his coattail. So, to me, I mean, not saying that the other backs won't play um, in a rotation, mm-hmm. but for one leave, I just feel like for the program is a good deal. Let me ask you this, because you want competition. Right. Makes you better. At the same time, you want to play. Yeah. So, where does that balance fall in where you say to yourself, well, I got to leave? Uh, it, it, the, the balance is you figure out what type of schemes the coach is going to run. Mm-hmm. Like um, – like this, so I remember, and I, I don't want to even use basketball. I'm gonna forget basketball. Yeah, I'm gonna use a different example. I'll just talk to the sport in general. Mm-hmm. If you got a coach that says, "Hey, look, this is the offense that we're running, right. and may the best man win," sure. No matter how you cut it, um, if you got a split time, you're probably gonna leave because you feel like you're equal to or greater than the person who's in front of you. But if you got an offense where it also it's a trick mm-hmm. where you got multiple guys rolling in the rotation, I would rather almost leave for that more than leave to somebody that outright beat me yeah. out. You're going you know? to have to, wherever he goes, yeah. he's going to be sharing time. There, there is no yeah. monster back anymore where you get all 100% of the carries or even 80% I'm of the carries to think now. As you speak about you just that. don't see it. Look, look at Iowa. So Iowa's nah, a good example yeah. of a team. You're you know, really the right. best example of yeah. a running back getting a lot of carries is what Wisconsin does. Yep. Wisconsin will have, Wisconsin will take, you know, whoever it is, whether it was Jonathan Taylor or yeah. whoever else. And that guy would get the, the lion's share. But remember, they always had another back yeah. that got five to seven carries, yeah. caught some balls out of the back. So you're going to share time. And A.J. Allen's not a big guy. <laughs> no, he's not. No, you know, he's not, he, he's not yeah. Gabe Irvin, who is who is a bigger guy. Yeah, right. So I, I wish he'd have stayed around. I wish him good yeah. luck. I will follow I, his I, career. I hope he left for I will the cheer fact for him. that he didn't want to uh, – I hope he left for the fact that he couldn't get with the rotation type, like, you know, mm-hmm. just running in multiple backs at at, at, a, at a time versus yeah. just getting outright beat out and just leaving. I hope the concern wasn't that he looked at what Anthony Grant got last year in terms of number of carries yep. and thought that was just necessarily going to transfer this year because this is a different coaching staff, different yep. players. Yep. Gabe Irvin is healthy now. So I, I, I get it. I will cheer for him wherever he goes. I just wish it would have been here at Nebraska. Man, it's tough. Uh Nebraska, speaking of Nebraska, basketball, yep. finally gets its point guard. They go to Iowa to get it. Man. So it's a guy they know very well who they played yeah. against. Aaron Uless yeah. uh, will be transferring to Nebraska for the 23-24 yeah. season. What do you think of him? I mean, he, he didn't put up big numbers, but he did start in the Big Ten. Well, I think that uh, Coach Hoiberg is probably thinking about somebody who can literally run the team and play a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm, I, think he, I think he played a lot of guys last year because he was trying to do what worked because – Nothing was working, you know. Yeah, so many injuries. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, um, um, but with the point guard guard that they got now, I think that he'll run a team for sure. Yeah, he'll facilitate and get those uh, wings around him and forwards an opportunity to showcase their game. Also, I think it's kind of dope too. Shout out to coach. Um, he recruited um, 
the Bynum kid from Bryan High School. Mm. You know, I thought mm. that was cool just to just try to look at some in-state talent. Yeah, and there's nothing. You know? I mean, they needed somebody to run the point because right yeah. now, just currently, they don't have a true point guard right. that I think they would want to start. They, so you bring Ulyss in, started 27 games. Yep. He's played a lot. They know the best way to scout somebody is to watch him play a lot. Exactly. Not just on tape. Again, they played against him five times. Right. So they know what he offers. Right. Now, I will say this. He's the fifth guy. They basically went through four other guys, yep. including Hunter Salas, who they tried to get, they didn't get, yeah. and now they get this kid. And then, on top of that, they get Josiah Alec, who is a big physical kid who's now going to be on his third team. He's out Lincoln North Star. Have you, have you seen much of Josiah Alec? I haven't Alec? seen much of him at all. Yeah, Six, I, foot, six foot eight, 240. Wow, what? In, yeah, in, in Nebraska? In Nebraska. Well, he, really? he left, went to small school, then left the small school, went to New Mexico, played in the Mountain West, and now coming back home to kind of finish his career. Oh, he's a bruiser then. He is a bruiser. Anytime you play in a Mountain West conference, especially yep. at New Mexico, mm-hmm. you're a bruiser for sure. He was at Kansas, Kansas City, what is it called? UMKC. Okay. He was there before he went to New Mexico. Yeah. And now he's here. Uh, eight points a game. Yeah. Seven rebounds a game. So, right. I mean, he's done He's done a lot. Yeah. And played all over the place. Yeah, so. I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Nebraska. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, replacing Walker. You just mentioned a uh, young fella from Nebraska coming back. Alec, um, yep. Yeah, with the point guard also, too. Um, I can't predict that they're going to be, like, higher or lower, mm-hmm. but I think it's a start. All right, so let's uh, – we're going to go. Is it Brock Vice first? Is that who's going first? Brock Vice first? Cool. Uh, he is a six foot ten center. He was finalist for Tennessee's Mr. Basketball during his senior year, ranked as the number 32 best center prospect by 24-7 sports, and number three overall player in the state of Tennessee. Brock joining us now. We appreciate you taking – how you doing? How's everything going? Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, yes, sir. I'm good. How are you all? We're doing, we're doing very well. Where, so, Where you at, bro? You at the crib? Yes, sir. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you. Looks like you're laying in the bed. Is it a sleigh bed? Is that what you're laying? <laughs> yeah, Living I'm glad good. you're comfortable, man. So yes, tell sir. tell us. Obviously, the first question is, what made you choose Creighton? Um, you had made a choice. You were going to go someplace else, but you decommitted there, and now you're choosing to come to be a Blue Jay. Why are you doing it? Uh, I mean, I've known me and Mason played high school together here in Memphis, and then Xander also played with us, but he's transferring. Yeah, And it, Jonathan Lawson was on that team as well. I mean, and then the coaches are just great. I've known them just in between just because me and Mason have known each other for however long. And he's he told me it was a great place and it would be a good fit for me, and I'm ready. Word. Talk about this, man. You mentioned Mason. You mentioned Xander. I know he's leaving. But what, what, do, what, can, what can you envision? I remember – like when I was in high school, if I hadn't, I had teammates I played with. It'd be kind of amazing for them to come play with me. What can you see kind of happen or popping off? You know, you playing yeah. with your old teammates. I mean, I think our chemistry will still be there as it was when we were in high school, and I think just our connection will just be there automatically before we even get playing in games and all that. I think it's just our connection is just already there. Starts. Louis Creighton commit, uh, Brock Vice joining us. Was it difficult to inform the coaches from St. Louis that, that you were decommitting? How, how was that for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a hard phone call to make. It was very, I was nervous about it, very nervous. Yeah. Because you never know what they're going to say on the other end of those. Yeah, for sure. Were they cool? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was, just a, it was a short phone call. It was about four minutes long. It wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Right. Where 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 were you at when you got the opportunity to come uh, be a Blue Jay, and uh, how uh, how quick was the decision to change your mind? Pretty quick. They 
so I played in the AAU two live periods as an unsigned senior, and then they offered me when we when we the Adidas tournament was in it was in Omaha actually. I see, yeah, I, I seen you play, bro. Yeah, yeah, I seen you play. They offered me then, and then I stayed in contact obviously for like the next live period, and then Coach Mack and uh, Coach Kellogg came down to Texas where we played last weekend. Mm. They watched me play. And then I was on my official on Monday and Tuesday. And then Tuesday I decided. How do you kind of describe your game? Are you are you a stretch five or are you a, are you a four? What, what do you think of and what do you think your game will be like here at Creighton? Uh, I think I'll play four and the five some, but mainly probably the five, just a stretch five. All right, I feel it. What about, mm-hmm. um, what about from the perspective of, like, was Creighton your interest because of the, just the connectivity with former teammates or things like that. How much of Creighton basketball had you seen before this point? Mm-hmm. And, like, what about the style of play do you like that fits your game? Uh, I mean, I watched, I watched Creighton all last year and the year before just because following Mason and Xander and them. And me and Mason's little brother are best friends, so mm. I'm always hanging out with them. And we went, me and Mason's family went to uh, the, what was it, last year's? NCAA tournament in Fort Worth, the okay. first round. All right. That was fun seeing everything. And then I think I fit in the play style well because I can shoot it. I can play out inside and defend. I All think right. New the biggest point. New Creighton Blue, Jay Brock Feist joining us here on the Let It Fly show. Um, what do you know about Nebraska? Give me something that you know about <laughs> Nebraska or about Omaha. What do you know? Um, they have really good stakes. There you go. There you go. Omaha stakes is good. Yeah. College. Have you have you heard of the College World Series before? Yes, sir. Yeah. Have you you looking forward to? Because you know you did you ever work the College World Series? I had to man. Now, they, you make pretty he, good money hey, on the side yeah, working the he College World Series. Down there in them parking lots. Parking the parking lots. Yeah. <laughs> Ten dollar, fifteen dollar parking right here. That's gonna be you. Uh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Do you, did the coaches kind of give you a plan? I mean, they, are they talking red shirt? And does that matter whether or not certain yeah, guys come back good, or not? Yeah, what right. What is the plan they're giving for you? Uh, I mean, it's. I think if Kalkbrenner comes back, I'll more than likely redshirt. Mm-hmm. But then if he doesn't, then we'll just go through the fall and then the decision will be made right before the season if I redshirt or not. All right, I feel that. What was it about initially St. Louis? And what were your other offers around that before you chose St. Louis, before uh, decommitting and uh, committing to Creighton? I mean – St. Louis was it was like the same thing, same reason I committed to Creighton. It was like I had I have great relationships with everyone over there. I fit in the play style well. And then I mean the other offers I had were uh uh VCU, mm. Tulsa, Washington State, App State, North Texas. Mm. That's about it. I can remember off the top of my head right yeah, now. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You um, you also played football your senior year. Led the team yeah, in receptions yeah. and touchdowns at sixteen. At sixteen, was <laughs> it all? Was it all like alley oops and like lobs it in the end zone? I mean, what? What did you run a lot of routes at six ten? Uh, yeah, I mainly ran the fade and then like a uh like a skinny post kind of. <laughs> What was it about that? Like, why? There, there's uh, nothing skinny at six ten two forty. Yeah, right. Was was it, <laughs> what, like, did you uh, like growing up? Did you play football just because it was um, another sport that you like to play, or like, I mean, at six ten and playing basketball? Like, what was it? Uh, like, at what point did you say, "All right, I'm all in on playing basketball, but I'm still gonna play football just because"? Uh, I mean, I've played football my whole life. 
I took off my junior year where mm-hmm. I just played basketball all around, mm-hmm. all year round. And I think that was like my biggest jump in my skills and everything. But I, mean, I decided that I was going to play basketball mainly probably eighth grade. And then from there on, I just focused mainly on basketball and just played football just for like strength and physicality. We're going to talk to Jonathan Lawson coming up in a little while. Tell us something about him. What is it? T- describe his game. What was it like playing with him? Uh, I mean, he he will tell you when you mess up. <laughs> that means you messed up a lot. That's the first know. thing that you said. <laughs> I mean, he, loves, he loves running his mouth when we play. It's it's good. It's fun to play with. I mean, he's he's great. He can shoot it. He can finish. He's long. He's a great defense player. He takes my ball about every time we play one-on-one. But mm, that's <laughs> funny. What kind of coach is Mike Miller? Uh, he's a great coach. He's very, very intelligent. I mean, he just – we ran a pro-style offense at – what were we, 16, 17 years old, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's just, it's just way more advanced than a normal high school coach. Mm. Yeah, when was the growth spurt for you? Uh, sixth grade to eighth grade. I was started in middle school about five eleven, six foot, and eighth grade I graduated like six eight, six nine. Dang, something in that water. I always out wonder there, about man. that. So, like, are you buying clothes? Is your mom buying clothes for you like every week, or like how? Is she letting it get real short? Then she buys it. How did that work? I mean, uh, she just. I mean, she pretty much just gets stuff when she can because it's hard to find stuff like yeah long enough for my arms and for my legs. So mm. kind of hard. I feel it. When, hey, when did you when did you uh, develop that relationship and meet your teammates, your former teammates, like uh, like Xander and Mason and Jonathan? Jonathan. Uh, so I've known Mason and Maverick when since I was like nine, but we my family moved to Virginia at the end of fifth grade. So I was in Virginia from sixth through ninth grade. I moved back here my sophomore year, and we all played on. That was their senior year, my sophomore year here at Houston when we won state. And then that's when we all, like, my relationship got really tight. I, I believe that every part of the country, you have a different way you play. Describe Memphis basketball for me. Yeah. Uh, run and jump, full court press, and that's about it mainly. Everyone just run and jump, traps, mm. press. A lot of athletic dudes, a lot of athletic dudes. You never know who's going to be able to dunk on you at any time. <laughs> How many times have you got banged on? Uh, well, I didn't get dunked on you this year, but my sophomore year in practice, Mason, Jarrell, I got dunked on all the time. <laughs> Was that the and team they, that won state? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you guys were good. I mean, yeah, you right. get dunked on occasionally. Exactly. Yeah. What was it like winning a state tournament? So talk, kind of talk about, like, what it takes to – so in Nebraska, um, like – we don't really have a, a, you know, it's not as big. So, like, we don't got regionals and all those right, types yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Districts like, and then boom. Yeah, how does it work uh, in Memphis when it comes to high school basketball to win the the state, be the state champions? So, it goes regular season, obviously, and then it goes districts. And then the first four, the first four from district move to region. And then our region, we play four teams. So, the one plays four, two mm-hmm. plays three, three and then all from each side and then the top two from region go to play sub-state 
Dang. The winner, the winner of the region hosts. The loser has to travel, mm. and then the winner of sub-state, you go to state, and then it's quarterfinals, semifinals, championship. Oh, that's a hard mm. to win. That's a run. You're a real state champion. That's a run. No doubt about that. <laughs> I think it's, you got to win ten to win it all in the postseason. Wow. Man, you wow. know how many you got to win uh, in Nebraska? Four. How many? Four? Is it four? Four. Three. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. That's not bad at all. Three. Hey, last thing for me, Brock. Um, when are you expecting to be in town? When are you uh when do you expect to you know to graduate and when are you gonna be here? Uh so I graduate this coming Friday. Mm. Yeah, congrats on that too, re- bro. And then I report the fifth, I think. I have to be there the fifth, so I'll probably come up there the third or the fourth. Of June, right? Yes, sir. All right, cool. Uh man, we appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for taking the time so. and, and congratulations on your decision. Thank you. It's always good talking to um, people like that, man, because yeah. it's easy to win. I mean, it's hard to win state in Nebraska, bro, sure. but it's – That's a run, though, to yeah, go through that much. Yeah, 10 in that's a row a, that's to a win lot. it all. That's a lot to go through. Isn't it? I mean, that yeah. goes beyond just, like, the better team. That come down to who just is on that night. Yeah, well, think about having five guys, at least five guys, yeah. who all went to Division One, all played in Power 5 conferences. Yeah. Well, pretty much Power 5 <laughs> conferences. Um, Memphis is not a Power 5 conference, but you all these guys going yeah, to right. these Power 5s, you, you, I mean, you should win. Yeah, but a lot right. of these teams, these all-star teams they build are like yeah. that. It's always weird to think they're in Memphis going to Houston High School. I know. That's just a little bit weird. I was like, I had to double take a couple times yeah. uh, with that. <laughs> uh, we're going we're gonna to chat coming up with uh, Jonathan Lawson, who is, of course, the guy coming in who they expect to play quite yeah. a bit. Played his freshman year at Memphis. Had some big games. Um, obviously, he's a guy who is kind of explosive, can make plays. Um, but at the same time, didn't get the minutes. We were talking about this before we came on air. Right. You go to a school. Yeah. You have a certain expectation. You played a ton of minutes in high school. You know, you, know, you played all the time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you're like, well, you know, you're playing 20. Man, playing 15. But, but the thing is, sometimes those stats mm-hmm. don't really line up with the circumstance of the situation. You know, I yeah. mean, you can go to a school and you can be all world, but that system got 55, 60 plays mm-hmm. and you can't get any of them. So it, it throws off your playing time because it messes up the offense. Man, I, so tell me about this. I've heard this about a couple of guys. Um, I'm sure you played with guys that just didn't comprehend the offense i didn't that's my that's, first year you didn't that's yeah. gotta be the toughest it was thing. more my uh it was a, besides physicality i don't know if it was my physicality from having open heart surgery the prior year or mm-hmm. didn't know all the plays that coach altman uh was trying to um put into his offense mm-hmm. and and be honest coach matt got a lot of plays too but his oh yeah more, his are more in schemes though okay coach altman was more in a uh a primary and secondary type set you know so for me i think that um with all the plays that you got, honestly, for the kids that just don't know it, yeah, um, I say that they go play somewhere where it's five out, man. Because I mean, I mean, you got to know it though. I mean, if you want to go to that next level, but sure. for my circumstance, I had to redshirt. <laughs> that's what you hear. You hear it a yeah. lot. I mean, a guy may be physically ready to come in from high school, yeah, or junior college or wherever else, yeah. but picking up the system and yeah. learning it right away and making it second nature. Exactly. And some guys are just built that way. Yeah, they just understand basketball. Right. Just rolls through their brain and just works. Yeah, it goes fast, you know. Yeah. But also, you got those coaches too that kind of invest in certain players. Mm-hmm. Some of those players don't be knowing the plays, and they are able to make mistakes far more yeah, yeah. than other guys. So that's a percentage of the people in the transfer. Here's an example. So Lawson last year, who was a four-star recruit going to Memphis, averaged 3.4 points, yep. one-and-a-half assists, 1.2 rebounds, and played 15 minutes or so? Yeah. I mean— So that, to me, tells me yeah. that he was an athletic contributor, mm-hmm. but uh, he wasn't the, the main guy who facilitated— 
uh, from experience or execution of the offense. There's a lot of talent there at Memphis, so it's tough. When we come back on Let It Fly Show, we'll check, chat with the latest guy who's going to play a lot of minutes with Creighton. Yeah. We Jonathan think, Lawson. We think. When we come back. All right, joining us now, former Memphis Tiger and newest Blue Jay, Jonathan Lawson, joining us here on Let It Fly Show. Jonathan, we appreciate it, man, and congratulations on your choice. Appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for having me come. Thank you. Hey, you sound like you at the gym or something already, man. You you getting into work, right? Yeah, I just got done working out. Yeah, yes, see. <laughs> so tell us what led into yes, the choice to to come to Creighton. What, what what led into the choice of you becoming a Blue Jay? Uh, just the way they go about things and the culture. I've been watching them all year, and the way when I entered the portal, Coach Mag, every coach had called, and they feel like a family, and it just felt like a place I can come and grow, on and off the court. With a group group of guys, and they mean business. Like they they focus, and everybody working around there. Hey, talk about your experience at uh, Memphis. You know, you're playing for a legendary coach like Penny. Uh, you know, kind of talk about that experience there. It was a great experience learning under Penny Hardaway. You know, he know all things about the NBA. He know what guys like like what it takes to get there, and he he helped on off the court. Like I said, and he's just a, a great mentor for Memphis. Versus, See the Memphis, but it was like time for me to try something new because I've been around Memphis so long. For sure, uh, I can't expand my wings and like try new things and like get better. From I've been knowing Penny for like since I was like ten years old, so it's just been better like going to somewhere else and get a different experience. Jonathan Lawson joining us here on Let It Fly Show. Um, so when you're talking to Coach Mack and you're talking to Coach Miller and that. What, kind of tell us what the plan. What do, they, what do they expect from you? What are they expecting for you in terms of your play and, and, and how much you're playing? Uh, it just depends on the guys who come back. Uh, like, if Trey come back, I'll be playing, like, off the bench in, like, around a 2-3 area. Like, when man go, when Baylor goes to the floor, sometimes I'm fitting out right there. So, it is a, they told me straight up, like, what it's going to be and how um, – like the rotations are gonna be, and like I can be pinging like pros every day because them two guys are pros, like in the guard area. It's just gonna better me for next year, and, and like when it's t- for my time to like be the man, then it's gonna like develop me like perfect. Hey, kind of talk about your um, your connection, Mason. You know, um, some of your high school teammates. You know, we also read that we gonna get to it uh-huh. about you winning state three different times at three different schools. <laughs> you know, but kind of talk about that relation, uh, relationship, and that chemistry. And how you can kind of see, you know, your former teammates playing with you, and how this can play out for y'all at Creighton. Uh, it can play out well because I know Mason very well. I know him since like fourth field grade, and we played together one tournament in, Miss- in Biloxi, Mississippi, and we just been close. And like we just got back together like my uh, end of my senior year, and like we we gonna gel together the good because like me and Mason know what each other do best, and like we gonna make sure we put each other in the best ability so we can like succeed together. Josh mentioned it. Three different high schools, three different state championships. Is that right? How, how did how does that all play out? Man? Yeah, right. Uh, so first, my first year, um, I was at East. It's the um, year after, after my freshman year, Penn took the job at um, Memphis. So therefore, I had transferred to Wooddale with my dad, and uh, we had won state two out of three years over there. Well, two years. I mean, we could have we went to state both years. One year, COVID had hit, mm-hmm. so it had made me uh, transfer to. Um, to Houston, where I met, um, we have uh, gotten to it with um, Mason and them, and like they really wanted me to come over there and play with them. So I think that was the best opportunity for me to play, and like for us and like gel together, because it was the best. Like it was the best um, coaching. Like Mike was the best opportunity for coaching wise for me, because he gonna let me play my game. Mm-hmm. So that was like that how it went really, and we had one state there. 
Uh, I think this year I'm on MVP state. It was more like uh, I had to help do everything, carry, guard the best player. And my other two states, um, when I was at Wooddale, my brother was the man. So it was like a different role for each state. <laughs> mm. So last state was like I had to do the most, and I had to end up winning MVP. Nice. How much older uh, is your brother than you are, or younger? Uh, Chandler, he's two years older than me. Two years and four days. Okay. Mm. What was basketball like for y'all growing up? Like, who were some of y'all uh, mentors and inspirations to, like, you know, get y'all to where y'all at today? Um, basketball inspirations today, uh, really my brothers and my mom and dad, my family members, really. That's who pushed me to come who I am today. They mm. help me hard every day. I'm battling against my brother. They know my weakness and his strength, so I'm battling against them every day. They know what I want to do and what I don't. And we just got to push each other. My dad, he coached me. My high school career, my mom coached me all the way up. And she know what I can do best, and she stayed on me tough. So that's how it went. Mm-hmm. We just been battling. Like, I've been playing two on two with my brothers all my life. And, like, we just been getting each other better, iron shopping iron. So when when was it, at what point of your life, your career, did you get, when you first beat your brother, your older brother? Uh, Probably. I'm the most competitive one, so I hate to lose. So probably. <laughs> Like going towards middle school, I hate losing. Uh. I hate losing more than winning. So, so I like so that's what was my edge. So I hate losing. So I really just start getting that edge. That I've been like I have a, like a chip on my shoulder whenever I play. So this one like like around my middle school years when I start like get better and better mm-hmm. each year. What do you think about the Big East Conference, man? It's a different animal. Have you been looking at the um, the previous years? Obviously, UConn won it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Creighton, your school now, you know, went to uh, the Elite Eight. You know, kind of talk about, you know, your excitement or however you feel about the Big East. I'm very excited because I'm going to be playing in pros every day. Like, every night going to be a battle. Like, in the AAC, some teams, like, went as talented or one as better than we knew was going to go in there and win. But every night in the Big East, we're going to have to go out there and fight every night like it's our last. So that's the difference in playing against pros. They're going to better me for, like, the future and such and such. Jonathan Lawson joining us here on Let It Fly Show, newest Creighton Blue Jay. Uh, we asked this of uh, Brock Vice earlier, what kind of player you are. Describe me what kind of player Brock Vice is. Uh, Brock, he's he a great player, great rebounder. He can stretch the floor. He can finish. He's just a great, great rebounder. 6'10". He's a smart basketball player. He can bring a lot to the table. Yeah, I think he said you dunked on him, bro. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I dunked on my first time out of Houston. Ain't know who I was. That's like, the I one. They came, they, turned, they came in from out of town. They didn't know who I was, really. Word. Like, a lot of out of town guys on our team. Nice. Yeah, and I had caught them one time. <laughs> <laughs> when do you plan on? When do you plan on arriving in, uh, here in Omaha? Man, it's on as possible, really. But the dude, you think? I mean, to report by June fifth, I'm gonna try to come around like June. First to the fourth between. Uh, hey, hey, what do you know about Omaha? Uh, when I visit, it's a nice city. And like, I mean, the, the fans, they, a lot of the fans, where they like, they treat their players, they welcome us with open arms. So that was a big thing. Like, they fan base, they had a crazy fan base, really. What are you going to miss most about Memphis? I know you guys got pretty good barbecue there, but what you going to miss most about Memphis? Uh, our wings, probably. <laughs> That's probably it. Probably the wings. We got the best wings in the world. What? So, like the different flights we have. So 
Yeah, we got the best wings. I got to come down here and try something. Hey, well, don't trip, That's bro. A bowl, you can go from uh, best wings to best steaks in the world right here. Right in Omaha, man. We're yeah, all steaks. Yeah. Tell me about these wings. Are they are they, are they they battered wings? Are they fried wings? Are they baked? How, how are these they wonderful fried wings? wings? They some fried wings, but, like, they got different flavors. Like, they got honey hot. I don't think I don't think there's nowhere else honey hot. They got honey gold, mm. Memphis gold. They just got some different flavors. So it's like, <laughs> like we don't have no flavors you go out of town. So it's like flavors you go out of town, they mostly have just barbecue or buffalo. For sure. Oh, you so you like you you gonna like yeah. Omaha because we got a lot of flavors at our places, man. So you yeah. you gonna like it? You gonna right. like it a lot? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot more than that. <laughs> what's, the, what's the best spot to eat it out there? Well, we're not. I don't even want to call. It. There's a place not too far where we'd be playing basketball that I think is really good. But we got a brand new sports bar opening up called Let It Fly Sports Bar. Yep. Opens in June, and I know our chef. I've met him. He's gonna be some really good wings. Can't wait, bro. Yeah. Right next, right across the street from yeah. where you play at. So just walk on over. Yep. Uh, yeah, I definitely will. <laughs> John. And congratulations, man. We appreciate it. Uh, good luck in your future. Can't wait to get to your Omaha. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. Welcome back. We appreciate our guests for coming on with us. How much of the NFL draft did you watch? Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't get a chance to watch none of it, bro. None of it? I'm going to tell you why. This is my okay, first year, right. and I was mad at it. All right. Okay. Uh, my son is so busy. Yeah, he's and we've been working. Yeah, yeah. We've been working on his game. Yeah. And it's been cutting into football. <laughs> I, always, I always tell people. One of the greatest blessings of our life is to have unathletic kids. Because we ain't got to worry about all that. We got, and it was in Kansas, We ain't got to be worried about all that. Was it Kansas Traveling City, and doing all that stuff in Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, let me get headlines. Headlines, of course. Um, as we all know, first pick, Carolina Panthers. Yep. Um, they go with Bryce Young. And Bryce was, Young. it wasn't crazy. A lot of people knew that was going to happen as it right. goes along. But then you have a situation where you have Houston. Yeah. Houston Texans are sitting there. And I've been watching... Let me just give you my background. Yeah, okay? help me out. 1986. Yeah, I did. I got into the draft. Okay, I was. A, I was just 16 years old. Who was the, who was I the was, top five players in 1986? Well, in 1986, it's the thing. Saints got a new coach, Jim okay. Moore. Yeah, and I realized I was like, okay, let me start following where they're getting these players from. Yeah, and back then. It wasn't even on live TV. Okay, so not and, it was, even and by the recorded? way, it was Monday and Tuesday. Oh, it wasn't on the weekend. Yeah. And so I'm in school with my earpiece in, listening to the draft. Miss <laughs> Gubala, my teacher, caught us Shout out and Gubala. took my radio from me. I was so upset. Couldn't get it back to the end of the year. But I've been so into the draft, the end, right? Wait, wait, wait. The end of the year? Yeah, that's she kept it all away. That's so this was crazy, this was bro. April okay. to okay. the end of May. So it wasn't a long time. <laughs> right. um, but if you had anything on your desk and she caught it, took it for the whole year. <laughs> Hairbrush, it didn't matter. So, ahead, my so that year, the Saints took Dalton Hilliard and Jim Dombrowski. They had a really good draft. Yeah. And that made me realize, wow, this is really important. Yeah. So I really started getting into it for to sure. the point where I used to make draft reports and I yeah. was all into it. Yeah. And so I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Because now I have a life. No, right. I'm just uh, I don't do it as much as I used to do it, you know? I once I once went to Mel Kuyper's house. Oh wow. In Rockbrook, in Maryland, really? with my draft report, and I put it down in his front stoop. Yep. I went back and got it and took it. But I, I left it for a minute, <laughs> uh, which happens all the time. People always drop them off. Young people wanting to get in the business. Right. So, so what happened at two and three, that, yeah. just, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen where a team can't decide who they want. Right. There's a quarterback there and maybe the best defensive player. And they say to themselves, you know what? We want both. 
So they take C.J. Stroud knowing they're going to have to move all the way back up from where they were at 11 and 12 to come up to three to have back-to-back picks. They get Will Anderson, the best pass rusher for most people in the draft. They get either the first or the best quarterback, second best quarterback. Um, That's an incredible move. It was incredible. And I mean, I was watching the draft with some friends of mine. We usually get together, but I wasn't going to Kansas City because I hate their fans. Um, So anyway, (laughs) we've been to Philly. we've We've been all over the place, right? Yeah. We're doing it. We're watching Zoom together, and we're all like, just jaw drops yeah, right, yeah. when they name it. Um, right. The other big thing was Will Levis dropping out of the first round. Yep. A lot of people that thought maybe. That was crazy. You know, I, did, I mean, I've read some. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, he's, and look, none yeah. of us, no, no evaluator. Yeah. Okay, you know, I grew up a Penn State fan. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah, you I see, grew up you a Penn State that, fan. Yeah. My, my dad worked on the campus. I lived on campus for the last two years of his life. Anyway, I watched Will Levis play at Penn State. Mm-hmm. Then I watched him play at Kentucky. And his second, the last year, that's when he had, uh, you know, more of a, he had Wanda Robinson on the right, team. I right. watched a lot of that, and I saw some skills, but he always made huge mistakes. Dang. Like mistakes that a guy wouldn't ever make at that level. Then his, se- his next year, yeah. again, a bunch of mistakes you just wouldn't see. Yeah. He had lesser talent than he had the year before, but still, he didn't like a top five pick to me, or yeah. even a first rounder. But So you're okay with him dropping? I'm not surprised. All I mean, right. he's a big physical guy. Maybe yeah. he learns. This is a good place. So he goes to Tennessee, yeah. and he sits behind the starter, behind Ryan Tannehill, and he for, waits. He will. And maybe that'll be a big thing for him, or Tannehill gets hurt, and he yeah. has to play or whatever else. That's how Tony uh, Robo start, start balling. Exactly. And, he went, and when he got a chance to play, mm-hmm. he won the job. Yep. Same thing. When he got hurt, Dak Prescott got a chance to play, and he won the job. So exactly. the same thing might happen. Yeah. Um, Philadelphia had a great draft. The Eagles, uh, most of my friends are Eagles fans. Yeah. They were very happy all <laughs> night. And then they make a trade. They bring in uh, DeAndre Swift, too, yep. from Detroit. Yep. So yep. they were loaded. I thought the Steelers had a great draft. They're, they're great because the Steelers, they scout wonderfully. Mm-hmm. And so they just stay there wherever they are and go, okay, we know when it's our turn, we're going to see the best player. Right. And if you watch them, they have this way of finding like wide receivers in the yeah. sixth round, seventh round, fifth round that become really good. Yeah, they're just great at it. They're great drafters. Yeah, it's a great organization. Um, who was who was Buddy that um, the Cowboys drafted his son? I can't think of his name on top. Oh, of okay, Deuce Deuce Vaughn. That was cool. So Deuce Vaughn, five cool. foot five and a quarter. Man, he little. But if you ever if you watch Kansas State play, yeah, or you play any daily fantasy with college, you right. know that dude was the guy you wanted because. <laughs> So many his junior year. Yeah, at one point Kansas State, which did not have an electric passer, yeah, was like number two in the country with plays over twenty yards Dang. because of him, wow. because of what he could do. That's big uh, yeah, so he goes in the sixth round at yeah. Dallas. His dad was a scout. Yep. That was awesome. Late in the draft, it was yep. sort of emotional. Um, the biggest surprise was Detroit. Well, running backs. So you have Jameer Gibbs, who's a really good player at Alabama, yeah. goes a lot higher than anybody expected. Right, that's Detroit, who already had a good running game, goes yeah. and gets him. And then what Atlanta did at eight, um, look, man, I, I think Bijan Robinson is one of the best players in the draft. But the value of a running back when you already have a good running back right. at Atlanta is it's weird. No value. I don't exactly. think it's any value. So they yeah. did that. That was one of the weirdest things as well. Right. They were either number one, two, or three in every one of the analytic stats for rushing, running the ball last year. And then you and they went out. Run. <laughs> right. I, you don't know what you're going to yeah, do. Right. Let me get you this. Who wins Lakers-Warriors? As of this moment, as of this moment, because there's another game coming up. This, we're taping this Thursday night, right. basically. Um, Lakers up one none. Who wins that series? Ooh. Lakers-Warriors. I'm going to say Warriors in seven. Warriors in seven. In seven. <sighs> Big yeah. series. And yeah, my reason is just because I just, I feel like, 
after playing that hard game seven against Sacramento. Yeah, they were, yep. to play the Lakers right away. Yeah, it makes sense. Two days later, you know, yeah, completely exactly. makes sense. Uh, Nuggets Suns. Yeah. As of this right now, Nuggets up two zero. I think the Suns win game three. Yeah, but they throw everything at it. Right, but but the, but the Nuggets gonna win the series. Nuggets win the series. Yeah, yeah I'm with sure. you on that. Uh, on the other side of the East, Philly Boston. Uh, again, as of this taping, it is one one Philadelphia. Philly Boston. They got killed last night by Boston, forty. Boston is very. Is a, they almost look like a more experienced, more mature team. I mean, they've been oh, yeah, there a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. They're, they're coming out of this series. Okay. I'm leaving I, it as a Sixer fan, I hope you're wrong. Yeah. Um, and then Miami and New York, which is a really competitive 1-1. For some reason, Jimmy I'm, Butler's I'm, a little banged up. Yeah, I'm caught up in this culture of wanting to see New York do good. Really? Yeah. Well, you know what? Look, look, I don't know. <laughs> I always believe this. Pick a sport. I don't care. Yeah. When the teams in big markets who – have historically had some great programs. Right. When they're winning, it's better for the whole sport. Yeah. When the Raiders are good in football, because of their history, it's better for the sport. Yeah. And I, as much as I may not like the Yankees as a Mets fan, I agree. when the Yankees are good, yeah. it's better and, for the overall and sport. And I hate to say it, even though I'm going for them, the Heat coming out. <laughs> so you think the Knicks win? No, the, the, the Heat, the heat, heat wins. Win, I'm, yeah. I'm with you. It's the all the depends on win. Jimmy Jimmy Butler's ankle, though. I know. I mean, that's a question. I know. You know how Jimmy Butler's ankle yeah. is. So that's, but, that's but, a big but thing. But the inexperience and the the – the lack of simple plays that the New York Knicks will make down the stretch yeah. is what will make them lose. So you have Miami and Boston in yep. the Eastern Conference Finals and the Nuggets and Warriors yes. in the Western Conference Finals. Exactly. And then you have... Steph Curry winning his fifth ring. What? Yes. Man, Goldstein's not getting past hey, the this, Nuggets. This is the same guy who said, watch out for um, Rayola's nephew. Same guy... Yeah, who, but Dylan Marlowe's going to Georgia. Man, he, look, people... Tra- <laughs> hey, this portal... This, this, well, I know, I know, you know, I know, I know. You I never just, know. You never I just, know. I just feel right. like it's right. just going to work out like that. Okay. You know? All right. <laughs> Pat, should we wrap it up or we're going to wrap it up? We're okay. wrap it. Special thanks, as always, to Hurt App for producing the show. Pat Safford Pat, helping you, us as well. Phil McClain booking the guests. That's awesome as well. And for the newest Blue Jay, a guy who should be a defensive player. Right. With a name like Brock Vice, put the Vice <laughs> on you. We appreciate him for joining us as well. Uh, we also want to tell you, it's June 16th. Can't wait. That's when the bar opens. Let It Fly Sports Bar in the Capital District will open June 16th. We want you out there. We want you to be a part of it with all of us as well. Go to the website. Get those specials so you have a little bit of extra money when you get there to spend. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a break. It's going to be great. It definitely is. The Let It Fly Show, I'm Michael. Josh takes us away, though. No, you take us away today. I'm taking us away. Like oh, I we, got it. You take it. It's your boy, Josh Jones. <laughs> <laughs> On behalf of my man, Michael Severe, you know how we do it. It's a Let It Fly show. <laughs>